1: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Behold, newborn souls. You are about to be born on Earth. And... For this process, you are allowed to build your own character. You can create yourself in the image that you see fit, and then experience those joys and shortcomings as part of your journey through life. Young Matt Apodaca, what kind of character would you like to be? You know... I, okay, so this
2: is what I would like. I would like, I don't know what the words are for this. I would like it for people to see me and think I'm nice and that I'm having a good time. That's like sort of like the main vibe I want put
1: put out there for sure. These traits are granted to you, my son. Mm-hmm. You shall enter a room and people will be uplifted yeah. by your charisma and your okay. general sense of well-being and place and now you Nick Weiber That's up. your body and mind shall be designed by you here in the pre-life so choose your character describe uh, yourself your athleticism
3: yeah your, got it locked and loaded uh, default
1: Hit me with a default. For athletics? Sure. For athleticism, you can be default. But, no,
3: I kind of meant just like a blanket default. Just, give me, just hit me with all the oh defaults. My, but this let's is save,
1: save part of the pleasure of being born, uh-huh. is choosing the, the corpus that you shall inhabit. So perhaps, how would you like to sound? Would you like a... Hmm. Uh, Perhaps a twang in your voice, or an extremely yeah, high or okay. low voice.
3: Right, so like a description of like kind of like the tenor of my voice. Yes. Uh, I think the best word I could use to describe that is default.
1: <laughs> default? My son, I'm, I'm concerned about your experience of life. Uh huh. Would you like perhaps to have um, a magnetism or a sexual charisma? Perhaps you want to be a um, a lover instead of a fighter. Hey, you know that actually sounds pretty
3: good. I think I'll take all that stuff at sort of a default <laughs> level. That'd be
1: awesome. All right, I'm just gonna go down the sheet here. Wisdom. Default. Charisma? Default. Two words, default. Oh, okay, I, 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 I'll just default the rest of these. Default. Can I have some of his extra? Yes, you may, my son. Yes, you may.
3: We repeatedly hit randomize and customize our genitalia as we discuss character creation in video games, this week on Get Played.
0: To get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to get played. I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, along with my fellow host, Nick Weiger.
3: Oh, that's me, Nick Weiger, and I'm here with our third host, Matt Abadaka. Hello, everyone.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Premier video game podcast where, I don't know, maybe this week, maybe this week we're going to talk about stuff we love. Maybe we're going to st- talk about stuff we hate. But we'll definitely be talking, and it will probably be about video games.
3: I think it. Yeah, it's generally mostly about video games. There's some yeah. tangents, but I yeah. think that's why we're all here. That's that's how conversation works, right? You're not just going to ever only talk
2: about one thing forever. Sometimes you'll be talking about something, and that's you know through the magic of storytelling, through the magic of uh, engaging uh, with one another. Somebody might say, "Hey, that reminds me of something." You know, Family yeah. Guy is the perfect uh, template for this. Actually, we try to what? model the show off of Family Guy. Wait, what? <laughs> this show, if you really stop down and and listen to it, it, it is like no big Family Guy energy. It's a fa- It's a,
3: definitely a sort of a Family Guy no. sort of vibe. It's not quite like American no. Dad or the Cleveland Show, where it's a direct no. spinoff. More like yeah, a, I mean, a a Brickleberry, uh, where it's kind of like a you know. I don't.
0: I mean, like I, I literally write for a different cartoon. I don't know why we can't.
2: Heather, you're why. sounding like a real Meg right now. <laughs> oh what? <laughs> the shark? <laughs> yeah, Megalodon. Oh Lodon. boy. Oh god. Okay, I get a Can lens. you even imagine? Heather, that reminds my me DVD the time the, the Meg bit me. <laughs> what?
3: <laughs> and then the Meg is Meg.
2: Yeah. Oh, no, the Meg. And then he, like, harpoons her because that's you I know, don't know, know what the fuck you guys are talking about. Have you not seen a single second of the seminal works of Seth MacFarlane? <laughs> I literally haven't.
3: <laughs> you got to watch Family Guy. It's funny.
2: Here's the thing about Family Guy. I haven't watched it in years. Anytime I'm in a hotel room and I put it on, T-minus five minutes, I'm laughing my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny show.
3: Funny people write for
2: it. Just like almost like near crying, like it. it
3: <laughs> I like wow. who, who, who's your who's your guy? I like Quagmire. who's problematic, funny. but he's he's funny.
2: I you know what? It's basic, but I'm a Stewie guy. Stewie fucking gets me every Stewie's time. Very is, that funny.
0: The, is that the baby? The,
2: that's baby? the baby. Yes, that's the baby. He, yeah, uh, Stewie's he's funny. Like,
0: he's brain from Animaniacs. Or does kinda he just kind of like kind of like brain? Like
3: him. Yeah, instead of like instead of like trying to destroy the world, he wants to uh, kill his mom at least in the early go. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, he his his whole thing is that he hates oh, Lois. See, the oh, show is show is intense. It's what? good. It's funny. It's he's, funny. He's.
2: I'll go as far to say, and I know we talked about this. I think on a different show. I think Stewie is the Bender of Family Guy. Mm. Everything he says and does is funny. <laughs> that's a big because, like
3: Brian is really funny. Oh God, Brian! Brian, yeah, <laughs> Brian is great. Um, I don't know if I go that far because I feel like Bender okay. is so clearly I'll like just like just like throwing haymakers. You know what I mean? And Bender,
2: it's... yeah, that's it, it's true. I don't know if Bender has not a direct allegory or uh, he's not analogous to any character in any show because, as I stated, I think on Get Animated. He's the funniest character to ever be created. <laughs> there's nobody, there's not a single character on television that's funnier than uh, than, uh, than Bender. I almost said Kramer, which I don't mean. Well, <laughs> also not wrong.
3: Because <laughs> if you look, like, it's really, it's, a, it's kind of a smaller core cast, I feel like, on Futurama, right? It's yeah. really just like Fry, Leela, and Bender are kind of the big three. And, you know, Zoidberg and, you know, zap Brannigan or whoever like pop yeah. in there but it's not like they're Hermes. like as yeah they're they're not as present you know as those big three are in every storyline but
2: this is how good bender is
3: uh-huh every
2: single of the other characters that you meant, mentioned are also so funny <laughs> they're all good none of them are stinkers so i've
0: seen i've seen futurama a few times I'm not like a like I haven't seen many episodes. I saw the Hypnotoad episode because somebody was like you have to watch this.
2: It's yeah, that's um, a good
0: one. And so I know I'm f- I'm f- more familiar with Futurama. Also, I want to point out I said where this week we'll probably talk about video games. And you guys immediately launched into other shit. Animation
3: domination. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, this week's topic, in all fairness, is Family Guy Online. The MMO what?
4: that was yeah. launched in 2012.
3: <laughs> and you know what? There are. They have tried and
2: failed to make both of the things we've talked about into video games. And they're very bad. <laughs> Futurama's in Fortnite. Futurama's in Fortnite. Fortnite is the, is the version
0: of all of these properties that is good.
2: That's true. Is Family
0: Guy in Fortnite?
2: I want a Brian skin immediately. That'd be awesome.
0: So I think I think Family Guy's in Fortnite, but I'm not sure.
3: That reminds me of the time I was killed by a zetomorph with a sniper rifle.
0: (laughs) But even in in Fortnite, (laughs) the mythic weapon that was a couple of weeks ago was Bender's ray gun, which was a constant beam. Yeah. So Matt, you would have loved it.
2: I would have loved that. Uh, and while we're on the subject, I think if you haven't seen the, the episode Heather, uh, where they go to like a Willy Wonka style, like it's like a Willy Wonka parody episode. I haven't seen it. Do yourself a favor, and as soon as we're done wa- talking today, <laughs> go watch it. And I think it's my favorite episode of the show. It is so funny. There's a specific okay. joke in the in that episode that I think about constantly. Okay. That yeah, reminds be talking
3: me about of the time Willy Wonka hit the gritty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this can gonna happen in Fortnite, man. I uh, wish that I wish that the way Fortnite worked was that they did mainstream pop culture releases. Like every month, there was a pack, and it was like Futurama, WWE, Jujutsu Kaisen, and then they had yeah. one esoteric, like
4: Kafka, Becker. yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> like one. Like way outside of the box yeah. skin that you'd be like, I just got I just got killed by nineteen eighty five Steve Jobs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How many elections do you think it's going to take for there to be a presidential nominee and or uh, electee as a Fortnite skin?
3: <laughs> I think it'll have. I mean, they've they've already done sort of some sort of like more artsy you know museum-y things in Fortnite right? Yeah. And certainly some concerts I feel like I feel like I probably already we're gonna see you know at some point maybe even this yeah. election you know I'll, I'll say it I'll take the under on this election cycle we will see some campaign event take place in Fortnite A dark Brandon skin? <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> The
2: pro- The
0: problem is that the, the layer of geriatric oligarchy is so so old now. How old like, is it? I I think that I think that if the trend had continued with like Obama aged presidential canta- uh, campaigns, mm-hmm. that there would have been a fortnight event for sure by now.
3: Mm, right. There was an expectation yeah. after Obama's like, OK, well, that we're done with like boomer presidents. We're done with, uh, you know, silent generation presidents. It'll all be Gen X. But no, no. we get, Then we got our two oldest presidents in history in sequence. Mm. Yeah, there, I, I've become less cynical about the gerontocracy, even though their brains are like, you know, rotting. Uh, I do think there is something to. It's a generation that does, has not been completely cooked by overstimulation like they were just not on not so online that they can't focus on any particular task, which is like totally yeah. anyone our age or younger. So maybe we should just be ruled by old fucks until they all die off.
2: No, no. And then the people that will be mad about it, that would be mad about having a younger president uh, will also be dead. And we will be the old people that are like, eh, it's fine if they're young. <laughs> <laughs> then then it'll be then, then it's fine and you know the world will end uh two years after that right. so it's just it's you know it'll be fine for two years
0: it's funny that like if you're if you're 65 years old you have spent your entire almost your entire life save for obama having presidents that are older than you
2: yeah sure you know i want to like, know who our oldest listener is tell tell us if you're old and it's fine I just I just want to know. I'm curious about the data. And tell us where the beach is. And yeah, drop the drop your drop a pin at the beach, at the old beach.
0: I I, I want to say old that, rules. that Matt <laughs> respects our oldest listener enough to assume that they are also tech savvy enough to drop us a line.
2: My, I'll tell you this. My um. My, gro- my girlfriend's dad is 84, and what he can do with technology has, like, like pushed other <laughs> older people ahead a- in my eyes in a way that I do think that they can just do what he can do. That too. rocks. Uh, so, like, I, I, he's, he's, like a, he's a fucking tech whiz, this guy. He goes to the Apple store anytime there's a new update and learns about what, what how to use the phone.
3: Man, that's it so rules. cool because that's like they have those seminars or whatever and yeah. you're always just like, well, who's this for? And it's just like if yeah. someone's actually taking advantage of it and using it like the way it was supposed to be, I, that's great. It's I love great. that. He, I, I very yeah, much encourage that.
2: A good man. And uh, so now my relationship to what actually, who is actually old is different. So now <laughs> Brandon, it's
3: a fucking spring chicken, this guy. Should we watch the Family Guy Online debut trailer from eleven years ago? Because it is kind of, it is fascinating. I don't know if you've yeah, ever
0: seen this. it. what wait, what is it? This? Right,
3: this is the family this is the failed MMO they tried to make out of Family Guy in oh like my 2012. God. Okay. You, okay, let's watch let's watch some of this. Alright, let's see what you got, Fox. It's Family Guy Online, a new free-to-play game launching soon. Say what just <laughs> use the character creator to customize your own character. So your class is a different Family Guy character. It's like someone farted in a shoe. Then join your fellow citizens and other Family Guy fans.
4: You're you going to catch me. To keep the streets of Quahog safe. Yeah, and then you're just
3: uh, walking sorta. around. Would
4: you like to come inside for a cupcake and a glass of wine? Oh, and no. no in this cell-shaded.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Flush out corruption. The evil
2: monkey lives in my closet. And enforce your own brand. Of it's lawn. um. Well, if it isn't King Lardass.
3: Sign up now <laughs> at FamilyGuyOnline.com and get ready to play. Whose leg do you have to hump to get a dry martini around here?
2: That's his classic. That's a classic line, a Brian line. Uh, that made me ill to look at. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> well because like, it shouldn't it's, be in 3d it's like it's too much
3: it's like simpsons hit and run i think did it pretty well it's it but yes. like that that particular like aggressively 2d aesthetic can be pretty uh unnerving not quite not quite i almost said hidden valley uh i got a lunch of the brain uh uncanny valley but it's, it's it is like unnerving. down a bottle of a ranch over here this guy
0: <laughs> the uh the south park games are excellent conversions
1: like yes, the, they, they the look they
0: look exactly like the show but you can move around in the environment it's i i thought they were fantastic
3: i played stick of truth i did not play the other one um but the but stick of truth i was like yeah but it kind of lives in a 2d plane like yeah. it's like you're yeah. you're moving you know side, to side but 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 to your point that's a good way of using that ip and the yeah. uh, maybe that's what partly why the family guy mmo uh, didn't work out
2: the fractured butt hole yeah. is really good. It's really good. <laughs> I like it better than the Stick of Truth. I think wow. it's Wow, okay. Yeah.
1: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
0: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
1: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
3: Speaking of video games, first up, we do a format every month. Uh, we play you play where we talk about one game at length for the bulk of the episode uh, after we get all of our uh, family guy discussion out of the way on <laughs> um, this month on uh, Monday, August 28th. In two weeks, we are going to be discussing horror fishing sim Dredge, which is available on pretty much every modern platform if you want to play along with us. Uh, so check that out on how whatever, whatever you use for gaming uh, if you want to play or otherwise just join us for the discussion. But that'll be Monday, August 28th, Dredge. It's, like Dr. By the Edge. way, Edge. It's, Nick.
0: I think it's currently on sale in the PlayStation Store. I'm not sure if it is on oh, sale on other venues, but... Yeah, currently I think twenty percent off on the PlayStation Store.
3: Uh, but right now we got some other games we've been playing. So the question I put to the panel is, "What are you playing?" What are
4: you playing?
3: Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh, he's back! Shit! What are you playing? Uh, you know. Okay, I'll 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 start things off because. And I'll, I'll say something, and then I'll see if anyone else wants to go first, because I think this might be a group conversation, because the bulk of my gaming time has been sent, spent with Baldur's Gate 3. So I have some BG3 to talk about. Matt, I know you've messed around with it a little bit. Yes. Heather, I think, I you've, I, I think you've at least installed it. I'm not sure where you've gotten with yeah, it.
0: Yeah, I've i played about – I've uh, hit the character creation, created my character, and then played for about an hour.
3: Okay, got it. So – yeah, I'm still in the relatively early game. I have my my play time is at seven hours and thirty minutes on my save. Um, my play my play time in Steam is at about eleven hours, uh and that just speaks to how much time I dicked around in the character creator, which we're going to talk about as a topic in a little bit. But why wouldn't zoom in more on the hog? <laughs> <laughs> they unfortunately only let you zoom in on the face. You can't zoom in on your customized genitalia. Uh, trust me, I know. <laughs> uh, so Baldur's Gate 3 is went out of early access last week and uh, it's a it's from Larian Studios who made the Divinity games which we talked about and I am really enjoying this. I, this is like exactly scratching the RPG itch that I have, at least in as far much as I played of it, uh, that I didn't feel like I got from Final Fantasy 16. Uh, I mean, like, again, this is a personal taste thing, but like, this is what I want from a role-playing game. It's just a lot mm. of opportunities to role-play, endless dialogue trees, just so much conversation, um, so many NPCs you can interact with in different ways, and either alienate or or you know or woo I love that shit a, a couple of wonky things this is just like this is this is again a personal taste thing and i'm sure some people it doesn't bother them as much but anytime i have a game that lives in a more isometric perspective and i have to really babysit the camera, I'm less into that. I kind of want the camera to just take care of itself. And honestly, I kind of don't I, I kind of even like the Diablo approach of like a fixed camera where I don't have to worry about my orientation all the time. I understand that's how this yeah. game works. I understand that for a lot of people that they, they like that about this, especially for the tactical combat, that the that you can move the camera around um is uh is it uh, gives you a little bit more of a of an advantage there. But for me, I just find it a little bit more difficult to to navigate and I also find myself worried about I, I find it a little bit less immersive. So again, it's a it's a it's a hurdle I can get over, but it's a little bit of a hurdle. Uh, the other thing is that I'm so I got this this unwieldy uh, big ass widescreen monitor, uh, this uh, 32 nine uh, monitor, and I love it. It's great, especially for something like podcasting, because uh, I don't have to worry about multiple monitors and spreading my real estate everywhere. Uh, but so any sort of task where get a, I have a bunch of different windows open, it's great. For gaming, it can sometimes be a little bit annoying because some games don't support it or in the case of this game it does support it but the way it's supported i kind of find it a little bit i honestly prefer playing it in 69 which is just a thing that i and and also performance wise i think just like this game is it's it's got a lot of detail and you can see a lot of it. And I think that the my performance, I I, I got a hefty rig, I got a 3070, uh, but but my performance was dipping in 32.9, so I went down to 16 by nine. Here's the other thing. Because there's so many like like small cinematics, like every time you have a conversation with an NPC, uh it goes into, you know, uh it it goes into more cinematic coverage. I felt like those shots were just like not framed as well in thirty-two by nine because they they'd been they'd been you know designed for for a normal resolution that most people are going to play at. So I, mm-hmm. I felt like they had like a bunch of extra real estate on the sides that was just I found distracting. So uh, distracting. So I like it a little bit more um, in, uh, in in uh, using a smaller resolution, uh, using a, a more compact resolution, but. Those are small, these are minor grievances that I just want to get out of the way because I am absolutely loving it. I think it's so great. I think the writing is so strong. I think the characters are really well drawn, and I think the... That like it really feels like you can role play your character. I'm playing a human paladin. I like playing paladins in these sorts of games. I like the idea of being someone who is altruistic. I think that's just a fun sort of thing to role play, and it's also like a very straightforward thing to role play. Of uh, just I know you know there 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 are certain things that this character will do and will not do. Um and uh and especially for an initial playthrough, uh that's that's kind of like how I like to uh, to go through it. I think there are some genuine moments where you have to, like, make strong choices. And that's one thing I really like because a lot of these games with a lot of dialogue trees and role playing, there's sometimes like a middle ground option where it's kind of like, oh, I'm not really offending someone. I'm not really making a choice here. I'm kind of saying neutral. They really make you like there's a part there's a part relatively early on where they're just like, um, I'm going to give you this thing. Do you swear to use it? And it's like, yeah. And you can be like, you can do, try to defer. And if you try to defer, you try to not commit, uh, you're, they, they'll like double down, like, no, you, I, I want you to swear. And so you either have to swear to use this potion, uh, this poison, uh, in the event of a certain outcome, or you have to say like basically, fuck you. I don't trust you. And like having to make those hard choices, I think make it really, really interesting. Uh, it's also just like that, da- like really, I think the art direction is great, and I think the scoring is awesome, and there's so much oh, yeah. music. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, so yes. I'm I'm really really enjoying my time with Baldur's Gate three.
0: I, I, I like I feel like I want to get into some of your choices that you've made in Baldur's Gate in our larger discussion for this episode. Sure. Um, and I also don't want to fork our road towards that conversation. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, so the only thing I want to say is I think, I think. Wizards of the Coast. Is that their name? The guys who that's own... The,
3: yeah, that's yeah. the um, the company that owns the whole I think the, the they, D&D property now. They
0: really thought this was going to be the year of Dungeons & Dragons. Like, mm. th- I, I, I went and saw that movie and it fucking ruled. It is so fucking good. I love the movie. It is so good. And then they have this major, major game release, Right. Like yes. I think that they that that they were like you know there's a generation of people who grew up watching the kids in Stranger Things play D and D and that has demystified D and D for everybody. They grew so, up
3: that much time has passed. It's been like a decade, hasn't it? Those kids have grown up.
2: That's How long
0: ago about. did that show come out?
2: I don't know. Uh, it first released in 2016 okay maybe not quite grown up but i i get what i get your point these kids that grew up watching stranger things are voting now
0: yeah it's wow. seven years dude okay that's that's almost all of high school and college
2: i guess so <laughs> not if you're van wilder <laughs>
0: Anyway, I, I think that they were like, this is our window. This is our moment. Sure. And I, I think that the ad campaign for Dungeons & Dragons, the movie, sucked, which is the only reason people didn't go see that film in droves. Yeah. Um, But I'm really hoping that Baldur's Gate gives D&D the, um, the sort of gentle, like, volley that it needs to keep it aloft. Not that it's a small brand, but I, I, w- I want people... Like, it's crazy to me that LinkedIn uses a a level-up system and people aren't all conscious of Dungeons & Dragons, which invented the Mm. level-up system.
2: That's interesting to think about. Yeah, D&D has probably permeated the culture at large in ways that most people just aren't conscious to. Like, I don't know. I've played my fair share of of D&D and... Getting into this game, I just—I guess I didn't realize that it was that. <laughs> like I—I because I, I, I've never played the game before. Yes. And I'm you know I'm just unfamiliar with what Baldur's Gate is. So getting into starting this one, I was like, oh, I like know this stuff. I, so like, <laughs> so the the like, what I thought was going to be a tough barrier of entry was actually pretty easy. But like the uh like as far as like picking a class and things like that and like you know, inspecting my character uh but the the problem not problem but like the 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 roadblock for me is uh just because i haven't experienced this type of combat in a video game before is navigating that and like like just knowing how many um because i'm playing on my steam deck yeah so there's a lot of um I just have to remember what buttons do what, like, and what buttons bring up what wheel, you know, like, because it there's a, all my commands are on a wheel, so it'll show me like, okay, like you can you have these types of actions or this type of uh, uh bonus action, uh, and they're all on different different wheels, so I'm just constantly scrolling through wheels, uh, and I'm always accidentally ending my turn too fast because I think that the end turn button is the button that brings up the wheel, and I <laughs> it's getting me into trouble. Yes, but um. What I'm loving about the game so far is, one, it's playing great on the Steam Deck. I did mess around with the settings a little bit, and I had to uh, a few times because I was not satisfied with um, how it looked uh, upon finding like my first set of uh, preferred settings. I thought it looked uh, kind of bad, actually, but then I found a set of settings that made it look great. Uh, and i'm 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 loving how it looks uh and so far what to nick's point too, just so many dialogue options i i don't feel as if i'm being led a certain way which i think is probably just like genius like game design right because like i feel like some games you know what way you're supposed to go and like what you're supposed to be doing but so far, it feels, e- even this early in the game, it feels like I could be doing anything anywhere. Right. Like, I don't know if I'm necessarily following uh, what I'm supposed to be doing, but I did have the same encounter as you, so maybe, you know, it's just me, may- tricking me, maybe. Uh, but, like, I did have the encounter about the potion that I have to s- swear to. Um, but, I have a sub-goal in, uh, and that's for me. uh uh-huh. <clears throat> Going to Jersey Mike's. <laughs> Nick, I'm going to Jersey Mike's today. Jesus. I went I
3: went up uh, for dinner 2 days ago. I had fucking fantastic turkey sub. Did that you just was, put a thumbs up in the chat?
2: I well my hands uh, <laughs> Zoom now can <laughs> Zoom does this thing where it can it can track your hands. And I had my I had a thumbs up and it, it traced it. So it's going to do it again. Look.
3: Wow.
0: <laughs> um uh, I I want to I want to shout out this, the the Olympic toboggan-like speed of Nick's joke
2: of, of no, sub-goals. Sub Nick's on fire. I saw Nick do... I did uh, a, a Doughboys the other day. Which will be out. Nick, with,
3: it, your episode with Jacob Waisaghi will be out tomorrow in the uh, the Doughboys as double of this feed, as of this release. As, wow. Uh, so go check that out. There's a joke not even
2: two minutes into the recording that Nick... It was incredible. It was like if it was like an Olympic event, he would have got the gold. Wow. It was unbelievable the speed. It was uh, it was gorgeous, Nick. Um Let's uh jack up those my...
3: expectations, everyone.
2: <laughs> yeah. And
3: uh You're get your fucking socks knocked off.
2: Yeah, you know, if you listen to Doughboys, you <laughs> kinda <of> know what <laughs> What level you're working with there? So, of those types of jokes, it was really good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so, my sub goal in um, in Baldur's Gate three is that I'm trying to make every character want to fuck me.
3: Oh yeah, no, that's that's so- like me in every one of these games where there's romance yeah. options. One hundred percent. So.
2: So, so far, I'm just like, whatever, whatever dialogue option I have I have in front of me, I'm always picking what seems like the horniest one. Yes. Or like the flirtiest one, at least to like, maybe just put the implication out to one of the characters just to see what, just to see what they say. Uh, and uh, I was at a, a camp last, at my camp last night, and both people in my party were sort of like, well, you know, it's kind of, you know, yeah, what's going on here? So it was pretty, pretty, pretty interesting for me.
3: I, I like. OK, so here's the thing. And and this is kind of bleeding into our, our character creation discussion. Yeah. But like I did kind of I, I'm trying to, to not look at any spoilers or anything. I'm not trying to look at any guides. I'm just sort of like trying to to play through this thing and, and discover uh, what I can. But I, like I did. I do look at all the when you're char- when you're making the character, there are a bunch of prefab characters you can pick. And this is the same way the Divinity Original Sin 2 works, at least, uh, and, which is, like, the characters that are going to be party members, you can also choose to be your player character. And so I yeah. looked at all those and just looked at all their classes and, and race combos to sort of be like, okay, I'm going to try to do something distinct that doesn't overlap with this. And I'm glad I did because one of my favorite party members so far uh, is... Uh, who I'm kind of going and, and and inadvertently ended up going down a romance path with is Asterion, the uh, the rogue, who I don't know oh, if you encountered yeah. him, but he yeah. is like a he's also like like vampiric. And yeah. there's a whole interaction where like he I, this is this is super minor spoiler territory. Um, so we're just kind of like, you know, take, take a few steps into spoiler country here. But like there's an interaction at camp and you can go to camp at any time and. Uh, where where i was i was sleeping at camp and then i wake up and this dude's like fucking feasting on me he's like drinking my blood and i like wake up and you can like it's great because the game gives you the amount of choice where you can like grab a steak and drive it through his heart and kill him and he's just dead you can choose that or you can tell him to back off or you can do what i didn't let him feast just a little bit (laughs) just a taste on sucking (laughs)
2: I've I, not played one of these games before, so mm-hmm. I am just really struck by how like, they're sort of like, yeah, you can sort of just play this game however you want, but like, you can like, you can make them fuck if you want to.
3: <laughs> you can, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> you can do it. It's really, you know, because I think like, the comparison, it should be in every game. <laughs> I think especially because that you compare this game to because there's I think specifically because of the the character creation system this game has been compared to and because it was another big RPG uh Cyberpunk in Cyberpunk we, which we yeah. all played through and we all enjoyed the and the romance options are really limited to your player character's uh, uh, gender and sexuality, and then the NPCs like have their own determined like genders and sexualities, and it's pretty rigid. Like it's like you know this is a this is specifically a female female romance option. This is specifically a you know a, a male female ro- you know like they're they're all pretty. You can't just romance anybody. It's determined by by your player character. Here it seems, at least so far, is the opposite approach. Like you can, like basically, there's just kind of a of, of a blanket pan sexuality, and you can kind yeah. of go after anybody. And you know, I, I I don't know which which one is is uh right or wrong necessarily, but I think this approach is more fun from a role playing perspective because it just gives you more optionality. Yeah,
0: we have different goals
2: in this game.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I like almost don't know what else I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs>
0: I, so when I play Dungeons and Dragons, I want to be a cooperative but mischievous member of whatever the party is, right? Yeah, sure. But what my id is screaming in every one of those games is, what if I just attacked this clearly good person? <laughs> because Dungeons and Dragons is just like it's an uh, every door in front of you is open and you choose the right doors because you want to help the DM. You want it like you want it to be a a cooperative experience. You want it to be fun. You keep all the boats sailing together. But my God, all I want to do is I'd like to do um, an initiative check and just like roll and see if I could just jam my dagger into somebody's head. Like, for <laughs> no reason. Yeah. And so with Baldur's Gate, since, since I don't owe anything to the game, I chose criminal and rogue. And I am going to go straight down the chaotic middle of, like, betraying people on a whim hurt like stabbing looting that seems
3: fun like yeah. just
0: just to be a, a a real agent of chaos in the world and and sleeping with people is not on my list of things to accomplish
3: man mm. some rogue uh the i i do want to and and i don't want to dwell on this too much because i know heather has, has just gotten started but i do yeah. i do want to talk we should talk about the combat a little bit oh, i am yes. pointedly Playing on their three difficulties and I am pointedly playing and, and unashamedly playing on Explorer, which is the Same. easiest because I played what I played a Div- Divinity Original Sin 2. The combat system is really well developed and it's certainly using a, a, a very similar thing here. Uh, although with, with fifth edition D and D rules, but it is so dense. It is so complicated. And also like the main reason I play these, these games is not for the combat. So I just wanted a little bit more margin for error in these encounters because also what I remember. I don't know if it's the case with Baldur's Gate 3 from, again, a relatively limited amount of time with Divinity Original Sin 2 is that you can't really over level in the same way that you can for some other and some other games. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. Maybe people who put 100 hours in that game can can correct me. But like you're you're kind of at a place where you just have. You just try to get to the level you're supposed to be at for an encounter, and then you have to figure out how to overcome it. It, It's just got a lot going on. And then the tutorials are relatively minimal. I'm sure when some people have some YouTube, like, here's some things you might have missed about all the combat in Baldur's Gate 3. That will be illuminating because a lot of the stuff I'm like, man, I don't know which of these. Forty spell options that are available by level two are the right ones to slot in for my mage. I I don't know. I don't know which of the uh you, I I I don't have any sense of how to min max this. And also positioning your characters is such a huge part of these. And um and area effects are such a huge part of like you know if there's grease on the ground you can ignite it and that can completely fuck things up for one side or the other. That there's mm-hmm. just so many strategic and tactical considerations that I just I just decided to make things a little simpler on myself and I, I don't regret it so far.
2: No, and I have died. <laughs> like it's, it's not unchallenging right. on Explorer. Yeah, it's, you can still you could still mess up. It's not easy mode. Uh, bad at it. It's just no. like it just
3: gives you a little bit more leeway.
0: I, I so I'm not familiar with um the language of PC games as much as I am with the language of console games. Like in terms of the UI. So mm-hmm. for me. A lot of what this game is doing is an extremely steep learning curve of like
3: 100%. Heather, you're absolutely right. It is Like
0: I don't like I could not figure out how to use an item. And that's that's a shock, like in a in a in a world where I've always been on these menu screens that. Show you the word item, and then you click it, and then you choose an item, and you execute. Like it's weird to me to be like, I don't even know where my fucking inventory is. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really excited to play it. I'm I'm I, I've never played a game like this, uh, so I'm really excited to give it a shot. Um, and I have a lot more space because uh, my what am I playing this week? Is that I have rolled credits on Final Fantasy 16. Wow. Whew. Um, did
4: it
0: not only did I roll credits but I hit the level cap um, before I did and I think it is I look my tone on this game has not changed and Mm. I am I'm angry at it now because it is (laughs) it is fucking ridiculous that you would play a Final Fantasy game and the level cap would be 50 Mm. Like part of the joy of these old Final Fantasy games is you get your guys up to ninety nine, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about the the complications of the Final Fantasy seven materia system, or the Junction system in eight, or the fucking gambits in twelve, like the Sphere Grid. All of these choices that you have to make in in final fantasy games like in baldurs gate your choices are character based it's like how am i going to interact with this person and what am i going to equip on my dude in order to get him or her to do the thing that i want them to do right like am i going to equip this sword yeah. or, or it, in final fantasy i feel like the the uh, the choices are made for for you in the story but your um granular level of choice and the way that you implement a role-playing game system in the game is all of the fucking sub menus of all the bullshit you do to your character. Like all of the materia you level up, all of the gambits that you, you sequence in order to take down a boss. And this game has nothing like it has fucking nothing. And I kept like, I'd been told by enough people online that there's going to be something later on in the game that makes it all worth it. And I like, I was like, unless the final fight of this game is Clive breaking the fourth wall of the concept and being like, <laughs> I need to call on all of the heroes of all the Final Fantasy games. Like if he becomes this like meta being who is then like invoking heroism as an idea in order to beat this thing that he's fighting against and like fucking lightning comes in and like, like everybody is like attacking
3: everyone is here.
0: Yeah. Like that's not, <laughs> that unless there is some like nostalgia baiting moment at the end of this game, which there wasn't, I, I I'm heartbroken. I'm fucking oh, like, man, I'm heartbroken. I feel like, These games come around so infrequently. And the other thing is, I think that there is a great story in Final Fantasy XVI. I just think it's poorly told. Like Mm. all of the lore I love, like digging into those fucking encyclopedias and like reading about the like, The the background characters, like the entry about Barnabas's mom, like all of this shit that is packed into this game that you that you are rewarded for how much you talk to all of the people in the world, how much you uh, you go to the fucking tomes and you talk, you read his encyclopedia entries and you get all this lore shit. Like, so there's a good story there. It's a fucking kind of a cool world. It is fucking ugly and it is so simple it is so simple it is heartbreakingly Mm -hmm. simple there is not an optional battle in this game that is fucking impossible the way that all final fantasies seem to have a battle that is optional that is impossible to beat or even in final fantasy 15 there was this optional dungeon that was hidden like in a fucking corner of a map that was baffling like just a baffling dungeon that made a character who you can't really control that well go through significant platforming sections
4: mm.
0: like I'm I'm real I'm just I, I like I I don't wanna i I know this is stupid to get emotional about a video game, but like I love Final Fantasy games so much and I have yeah. loved. All of them up till now, and this one I am just like I feel like I didn't get to play it. Like the final boss, you you just mindlessly tap the entire time, and then it's done. It's it's almost as if you can. There, I think it was. I think it was Final Fantasy VIII, where when you summoned somebody, you could press the square button over and over and over again to power up that summon. And that's basically what it feels like you're doing every time you do oh, combat wow. in this game.
4: I uh, I'm, I, I'm broken. Hearted. I was
3: similarly lukewarm to you uh, as you, Heather, in my in my you know 15 hours or so of playtime. Um, I, I, as I, I talked about, I gave up on it at that point. I'm impressed that you saw it through the end. I applaud you for giving it a, the, that much of a chance. I beat, uh, I beat every side it's a, quest. It's a bummer.
0: Every single side quest. I hunted every single mark. I unlocked every treasure in Clive's room. I got mm-hmm. the ultimate sword, which doesn't have any, like it might as well not be the ultimate sword
2: well because it's not the, the you have to, to build the like official uh like ultima weapon you have to beat it on final fan you have to play it in final fantasy mode like that's like the other thing that's like sucks so like there's like a best sword in the main game but the really best sword is locked behind playing it a second time but all that to say i don't want to make it sound like i don't I didn't love it. <laughs> I, I loved it. I, I'm sorry that you didn't like it, uh, but I, I, uh, I, I still, I still loved it.
0: Yeah, I, um, I did not love it. Um, I'm sorry. It's okay. You didn't make it. And the truth is, uh, if I was yeah, ever faced with the it. people who made it, I'd be like, "What an incredible game, guys! Good job!" <laughs> like, I would never, <laughs> ever, ever say to any of them uh, the that that my emotional experience was lacking. Um, when it came to Final Fantasy 16. You know, it's not heartbreaking. I, I also explored a little bit more of the video game culture here in Amsterdam as part of wow. my journey into being a world warrior.
4: Amsterdam!
0: And I went to Molly's Arena, which is one of the two Well, let me first uh, position this by saying that by the time this episode airs, I will have hopefully hosted the very first get-played get-together in Europe at uh, Blast Galaxy, which is a different arcade. But there's two major arcades um, that are in Amsterdam. And the other is Molly's Arena, which is an arcade, an anime arcade and ramen bar. It It is an arcade that... Takes all of its inspiration from the, f- the the Instagrammable things about Akihabara and puts them into a single room. So there is a full ramen bar with Naruto references and uh, fucking all like all these anime references on the menu. Or you can get fluffy pancakes like you see on Instagram, like the jiggly oh, yeah. fluffy pancake. I've seen them bad. Yeah. Um, and then they also have a a strange mix of games that is adjacent to a Chuck E. Cheese. Like you've got your big driving games, and you get your big like simulator game, like you know, like like a jet fighter game. But then they also have hardcore fighting games. Like they have Ultra Street Fighter Four. They have Tekken, and then they have like a a ten thousand games in one Astro City style cabinet. Called, I think, ultimate hegemony, which has just like. <laughs> <laughs> let me make sure that what that a was... name. Let me make sure that's the name of ultimate the... hegemony. Hold on, let me make sure that's the name of the. Yeah, no, that is it. Ultimate hegemony, and it...
3: that sounds like an optional Final Fantasy boss. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> it has, like, King of Fighters ninety seven, King of Fighters ninety seven, uh, like balance tweaks It has 319 pages of video games on this wow. and i'll hold this up to the uh the camera so that you guys can see like what the machine looks like
3: that's actually a pretty nifty uh ux there it's like not like a just a main Ooh, you yeah. know bunch of plain text yeah that, that looks pretty stylized yeah it
0: was a it was a pretty it's a pretty machine um and then the outside of the the shop itself has like Naruto. That's cool. Yeah, it's
2: a that it's a fucking rock.
0: It's a really cool space.
2: We don't have any cool shit here. Why don't we have anything like that in LA? Everything here sucks. Yeah.
0: I don't know why. And the the tables have turned so hard since the last time I was in Amsterdam. The last time I was here, there's like one place in the entire city that you can get like one Dragon Ball manga. And now because of the rise and ascendancy of otaku culture. There's multiple places you can buy manga. There's a full-blown... Like, on their website, they have dudes dressed in cosplay playing video games. Like, as a photo of, like, just a thing. They also sold cosplay gear in the store because there's, like, a shop in the front so that you can get, like, a... um. Like a uh a, a demon slayer robe so that you can wear the robe while you're playing the games. Um I don't know, it's 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 a cool concept. And I was like, God, if I'd fucking if I'd lived here and this place existed, I would have I would have gone to that place every weekend.
3: That's so, fucking rad. So yeah, Hell it's Yeah.
0: arcade culture alive and well in Amsterdam, unlike Los Angeles.
3: Yeah, I mean there's you can find arcades in LA, but it's like it's there's nothing that you know, unique and interesting. Yeah, yeah, and
2: even like the I feel like the barcade has sort of like had like a a plateau cuz like I don't think there's like a single barcade here that is like better or different than another one. Like they're all sort of like, oh yeah, like they have games and drinks.
3: What 100%. And, and it's it's also like, kind of like a very much like just a, like, okay, we're to do American Gen X slash millennial nostalgia. Like that's just our play. Yeah. It's not like there's it's, a bunch of weeb culture or anything.
0: And there's not, um, in those spaces, there's, there's, it's primarily say like you go to button mash in Los Angeles, you're not getting to play modern fighting games. So no. that was part of what was weirdest about this space is that you had modern games. I mean, Ultra Street Fighter four is not super modern. There's been we're already at six. But like to see a full gorgeous flat screen cabinet playing like a huge widescreen cabinet for playing Street Fighter that isn't Street Fighter two was mm-hmm. kind of incredible.
3: Yeah, you're not getting at any, any of these these barcades, You're not getting anything more modern than like a Neo Geo cabinet. Right, like that's like kind of where uh, it tails off. Uh, I, by the way, because you mentioned that sounds awesome, Heather. I'm I'm I, again I'm I'm very jealous. So I would I would love to experience that. Uh, but I've never crossed an ocean. Um, I'm going to say the. Because you mentioned earlier, like you weren't sure how Baldur's Gate 3 was doing. I looked it up and it had uh, it's it's selling like gangbusters, um, two and a half million sales and in, in through early access alone and 800,000 concurrent players its first weekend. Uh, so you're really rocketing to the top of the steam charts. That's just on PC. It's coming out in PS5 in September and we'll see how it does then. But I think it is it is a, a, a big old hit.
0: That's great. That's great. Yeah. I, I, I hope they have I hope they have a big year.
3: I hope that I hope so too. You know You know, part of why I think people gravitate to games like Baldur's Gate 3 Ooh. and other sort of role playing experiences. Like
0: there would be like the, the spark of fire right here crackling underneath you as you make this transition.
3: Is because you get to choose who you're gonna play as. You get to create your own character. And this is a this is a slightly newer format slash segment for us that I'm just going to call because it's just an op- a loose open ended discussion about a topic. I'm going to call our dialogue tree, Ooh. and today we're oh. going to rest under the dialogue tree and discuss creation, character creation. That is in the beginning, there was a blank slate. <laughs> In the beginning, there was a default character model who looked a lot like me. And so I just clicked A until it was done. (laughs) Uh, Let's let's back it up to to like, because I'm curious what everyone's first experiences are in a video game creating a character. Uh, Mine goes way back, but 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 I know that like in console games, character creation came a little bit later than it did in, in PC PC games, though there are some some early like NES RPGs where you get to make a character, or make a party. Uh, but Matt, how about you? Do you remember the first time you created a character?
2: Yeah, that's actually really interesting. I I hadn't really considered that because like I nowadays, for, for, you know, for for the most part, you can kind of do that in in almost any game that isn't like you know telling the story of a specific character, right? Right. Uh, but that's like, but that is sort of the type of game that I mostly play so uh I think the first time like this can't be true but the first time I probably created a character was probably like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 like like I think so I think that sounds about I don't know if it's even in that one it might be Uh, but I I don't remember really doing it in a game that wasn't that until probably like an RPG later on or something or uh, even like uh well grand theft auto is different cuz like those are characters i'm trying to, wow what games do you even do it in what games have i ever have i ever done this uh i, I certainly <laughs> have uh, cuz i have issues with it like there's like you know you do it in like there are... i guess mass effect's a good example like uh because while it is like a set character you can sort of make your shepherd look however you want 100% even though there even though there is a uh, a set shepherd um but i think i think It was probably one of the Tony Hawk's PlayStation 2 games because I remember uh, making my choices sort of like aspirational. I was like, "Right, my character is going to have like a mohawk and like tattoos because I'm 12 and that's what I (laughs) want (laughs) to
4: be.
2: Heather, how about you?
0: I'm racking my brain here because... I know there has to be earlier character creation than Fallout 4. Mhm. Right? For me in my life. Sure. But I can't remember really making a character. Like could you make a character in Skyrim?
3: Yeah, 100%. All right,
0: so I did it in Skyrim. Um I can't think. I don't think there are any PlayStation Three games or PlayStation like that's Xbox Three Sixty years is Skyrim. So I didn't play original Xbox. <sighs> PlayStation Two was there anything I made a character in? I don't think so.
3: It it seemed to have maybe maybe emerged. Weirdly late on the console side, yeah. Um, but I, I, and there is one that I was thinking of, Matt, that I know is a game you have played, and maybe you don't think of it the same way. But Final Fantasy One, you make an entire say- party. And I was gonna say that. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, even though you're not customizing each character, it was like, oh, I'm I'm picking the cus the co- the composition of my party. I'm like, do I do I take a, a black belt or a thief? Do I do I take a white mage or a red mage? You get to make those decisions. You get to name all those characters. So it always felt like I was making those that hmm, part. These
2: are these are my guys. My these guys are, my are different guys. than your guys. Yeah.
3: These are my guys. Pee, poo, ass, and butt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my guys are fucker, dumbass. Uh, <laughs> Shit and, and butt.
4: <laughs> gotta have so I guess we there.
2: have one of the same guys, yeah.
3: Great black <laughs> Mage. Uh, yeah, that that's one I think of on the console side. And then also there was a there was a, a port of Ultima Four. Uh, that you, you, you create a character, although there it's really just kind of picking your class, but it's still like that was an NES yeah. one. Yeah. But my first experience is on the PC side, which was The Bard's Tale, uh, which is, I think, a game that's kind of been, it's a franchise that's kind of been memory hold. Um, there, there was a reboot, but like, and that was a, for a time that was like one of the big art, like PC RPG series, along with like wizardry and Ultima and might and magic. Yeah. And so Bard's Tale one, like me and my brother would like go through and you get to, you'd roll all your characters and you make it a whole party, you get to name them. And it was just like that was like a, a, a crazy thing that like i enjoyed that more than actually playing the game yeah. as a kid
2: i just had a flash of a, a memory of uh making a character in like a wrestling video game when i was playing like that with my uncle oh sure and uh like i just remember being a kid and being like i'm gonna make the most fucked up guy <laughs> like i'm just gonna make like a fucking freak because like that's all all you uh you know, that's all you can think to do when you're yes. a kid. It's like, oh, like my guy's gonna have like, and now it's like the like the, the craziest thing I can think of is like a normal adult. Now it's like my guy's gonna have blue hair. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he's just gonna be a, have blue hair. He's just kind of be like a cool guy.
0: I I remembered one just now. Yeah. Uh which was Final Fantasy Eleven.
2: Hmm. Sure. Final
0: Fantasy Online. Um. Had. A pretty robust character creation, or at least a ton of visual options, uh, as well as I'll put it in this in this uh, uh, chat that we have. Um, but there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different. There was like human male, human female. Elven male, Elven female, Tartaru male, Tartaru female, Mithra, Galka, and then like a ton of toggles for each of those races and classes. So I guess maybe that was my first.
3: Yeah, I'm yeah, trying to think cool. of it. Yeah, that that probably I think uh, uh, timeline wise, that might have because
0: that's PlayStation when 2. exactly that came
3: out. PlayStation 2. Yeah,
0: Um, that's 2003, I think maybe 2004.
3: Uh, I I also like a, what I what I'm thinking of with these games is uh, like because you mentioned uh, you mentioned Final Fantasy XI, and there are like it, it, it there is there are differing degrees of granularity in terms of how you customize these characters, and like that makes me think of World of Warcraft, where World of Warcraft at least I, I haven't played it in 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 a decade. Uh, I revisited WoW Classic a little bit, but you know I, I don't know what the modern game is like, but the The character creation in World of Warcraft, at least at first, was based on just getting you into the game quickly. And it's a very different approach than, like, a FromSoft game where it's like, hey, you know what? You can spend a lot of time here really deciding, like, just exactly how pronounced your brow ridge is. In World of Warcraft, it's like... Pick your race, pick your pick your class, pick your gender. And then, like, here's a handful of faces. Um, and then you're just you're going you're gonna to have a lot fewer decisions to make to get you into the game. And the way you're going to customize your characters by actually playing this thing, because we don't want you living in the uh, the character creation screen. Um, I, I kind of I really like getting to do a lot of shit in a character creation System, But I I do admire that approach. I do kind of like appreciate the idea of like, let's just get people invested quickly. I I
0: like I like when you can customize a character within parameters. So, for example, Mm. Disco Elysium, like, yes, yes.
3: that's hey, that's a great one. That's not on my, my list here, but that is a great one.
0: Oh, are we doing a tier list?
3: No, no, no. I was. I don't want to do a tier list. It's just discussion. I'm just saying. Like, in my notes, calcium, though, S tier. It's a great one. It's a great system because well, you're making a guy, but you're choosing your guy.
0: Yeah, you're choosing your guy. So he is some version of what you want to experience in that world. Uh, but he is still fundamentally himself. Also, yeah, like he is right. Like you can play a smart version of him or a dumb version of him but he is himself which is yes, great
3: yes yes and the, and that is a ga- that is a, a system that completely having played through the whole game twice with two different harrys it completely Im- affects how you you play what your your first stats are what your build is which is what you want from one of these systems yeah in elden ring right like oh. you can make you can make a little freak
2: like you can yeah, make, you the, can make a, a little nasty guy, guy. guy yeah but like that to me like It's different in, like, a game where, like, in Tony Hawk, for example, you can make, like, a guy, like, look however you want. And, like, that's not breaking immersion for me too much because you're just skateboarding. But, like, in something like Elden Ring where there are freaks... And you make like an even bigger freak than the freaks <laughs> that are in the game. Yes, I'm sort of like okay, well, like this is now we're just being a little silly, aren't we? Now, yeah, I'm trying to take this pretty. I'm trying to take this seriously.
3: I think I always think it's fun when yeah. someone's like, "Hey, I made uh, I made the Undertaker," you know, in an Elden That's Ring. Like fun. it's fun to see, or, or or
2: even like, "Let me solo her" has an iconic look. Yes. it's just the uh like the little diaper that you right
3: (laughs) or like that that you know that mcelroy's youtube uh which is like a a monster factory where they just make like the most freakish abominations you can using various games like character creations like that's interesting just to see how these systems can be uh uh, extended but like yeah i i always want to try to make a a character that's aesthetically pleasing well good mm -hmm. good even if they're they're not like gorgeous good luck know.
0: doing that in street fighter six
3: <laughs>
2: yeah
0: yeah i <you> can't <laughs> i tried so hard to make a character that looked kind of street Fightery, and mm-hmm. they just they did not look like the rest of the people in that world and i've seen
4: yeah.
0: you know like you like you said nick i've seen like YouTube videos of like look at this fucking beast that I made in the Street Fighter 6 <laughs> character creation where it's like their their neck is too long like you, there's a lot of things you can manipulate in that system Yeah. Um I guess the me is a character creation system.
3: Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that's yeah. a great one. Um, S tier.
0: That's S tier. Uh I got I think Disco is my favorite. I like Elden Ring's character creation system because I do feel yeah. like it is affecting how I play the game forever. Like, forever in my playthrough, if I'm making somebody who's going to have to not wear any armor in order to move around, that that's it. Like, that's it. Forever.
2: But I like, too, that, like, I like in games when you can create a character... Uh, That you can change it at any time, Mm. even though that might sort of seem like it's like breaking immersion a little bit, because like you can't like necessarily change how you look completely all the time. But like in Elden Ring, you can make you can go back to the character screen, for example, if you go into a mirror and like change your entire face and body. Uh, But like sometimes you start you you're, you're locked into the choice that you make early on, and then maybe. You know, halfway through your playthrough, you're like, (sighs) kind of just wish I looked like
3: not a not a freak
2: i'm not always making (laughs)
4: freaks well i
2: think that's a relatively
3: modern thing of just a relatively recent thing of hey i can respect my build and also completely change my appearance like mid game like it's you you know used to be a little bit more locked in yeah i mean you mentioned fallout earlier heather i always thought the fallout character creations are really fun I, i like how simple like the stats are it's just like a one through ten it's really easy to wrap your head around you're not worrying about like you know I like like it, it. It's not some like kind of like semi-arbitrary mm-hmm. uh, d- 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 metric where you have a hard time figuring out like what a thirty-six rating is. Um and um and I like that you've like I like the perks. The perks I think like add a lot of like character to mm-hmm, the game mm-hmm. and just it it like that. Always I always felt like that was. Those were really fun and 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 great ways to start off those those games and and part of the immersion because like aesthetically it, it it matched what the uh, the kind of like nastiness of the world. Uh, I also like, I mean, going back to I I like I really like Baldur's Gate threes, but I like Baldur's Gate one and two as well. Like those those systems were just like. And again, you could spend a lot of time there, and it was really fun to make your dude, and it felt like you had a lot of specificity in terms of how you could build them. God, dude, yeah. we, we
0: I mean, uh, we've already talked about it, but how fucking crazy it is—the amount of detail that you can change in the cyberpunk character creation uh, yes. setup, only to never see them.
3: Like, yeah, one hundred percent to be a first <laughs> person—that's insane
2: and truly to insane. That point to not—you know, there's a lot of options, but there are. Uh, but they exist sort of within a binary that doesn't quite add up for the future world that it's in right like and i think that's sort of um the the downside of uh of many character um creations in video games like they've gotten better over time but like in its earliest iteration there was probably like like, for example, like three skin colors, uh, which doesn't cover the base for everyone's like because like even like for me, someone who's like, you know, I have I'm Mexican, Puerto Rican, so I have like brown skin, but it's not like very dark brown skin. So like sometimes the option presented to me is like, well, like I don't really look like that's not me i guess i'll pick the white character like and that sucks that's a bad feeling so you're not really (laughs) representing yourself either but you're like well i'll just go the other way instead which sucks uh but like the game's easier but i mean yeah 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 oh everybody loves me in this game (laughs) (laughs) i'm getting treated so kindly um all that to say too there's been a lot of strides made like even in um in Baldur's Gate 3, you can have you know, a male, a female or a non-binary character, which is very cool. Um but a lot, but that's like that and that's great and there's obviously a variety of uh like skin colors and tones because some of the uh people in the game are like dragons or or, or what or or demons or whatever right but then also on the people scale there's like many different uh on the human scale there's many different skin colors and skin tones but the complaint that i see a lot from a lot of people and a lot of my friends as well is that in regards to character creation uh for for black people the hair options are always bad and they are mad at it because it's like they're like you couldn't hire you obviously didn't hire a black person to help make the hair because it always sure. looks like how like white people think black people's hair looks, and that sucks. Mm. Uh, and that doesn't feel good for uh, like those players. So like the ones that get it right, I see, feel like I see celebrated a lot, which is great, and it's changing. So hopefully in the next couple of years, it's universally good and not just like, uh, I guess I'll pick this hair.
3: Yeah, yeah, I've I've definitely a, a criticism I think anyone who's who's yeah. playing games has, has has encountered, and I yeah hopefully it is getting better and but it it, it is like yeah for the longest time it was just developers were like well this is what i look like so you know and (laughs) like 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 it felt like there wasn't any more consideration beyond that um because i think there is a human instinct to want to make not not that i do this with every game but i think a lot of people want to just make themselves and like i want to just be in the game Mm -hmm. and if those options aren't presented for you uh i'm sure that's that's super frustrating wasn't
0: there going to be maybe i'm Maybe I'm misremembering, but I feel like there was going to be a camera peripheral for the N64 that would allow you to map your own head onto basketball players or maybe. They've done that
3: with some. Yeah, there have been games that have tried that and it's all it's looked like shit because they've just (laughs) taken a photograph, a 2D photograph and just like wrapped it over someone's face. They haven't figured that out yet, but I'm sure at a certain point they will figure out how to, to model that and three dimensions basically. I've done that
2: in a few games like I feel like you could do it in Tony Hawk 4 I think and I remember doing it uh and you know I've I've just sort of known this for a long time that I have I have like a pretty big head and it's uh, it always It always makes me feel bad when (laughs) I scan it and it fucking doesn't fit on the fucking (laughs) model. It sucks.
0: Um, Have you guys ever? No, because neither of you really played Final Fantasy 15. There was a multiplayer um, sub game. Shout out to... Jersey Mike's, Jersey Mike's. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah! That uh, was called Comrades. I don't know if it's still functioning in the in the Final Fantasy 15. Like I don't know if people are still playing it. Um, but there was a pretty significant character creation system in Comrades, but it was really hard to make your character ugly like it was possible. Mm. But it was like it was such like if you if you search FF XV comrades characters, you'll just see like row after row of just the most beautiful people like like all who look kind of different but all of whom look like Final Fantasy characters like you know mm-hmm. pre-16. And it it's really it's a funny I don't remember how they fenced in that character creation system um but so many of the men and women were gorgeous that that system would create.
3: Yeah. It's uh I that's just that's kind of a Final Fantasy thing though, right? Like has there ever been like an ugly Final Fantasy character? <laughs> They're all kind of very attractive.
0: I mean there there were there were ugly you could make them in mm. in uh comrades but um but like your default settings and stuff were were fucking gorgeous
3: uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything we missed I mean the the you know we did Matt touch Matt touched on mass effect those are that yeah. is like a really great balanced like it, it, it hits that balance if you get to to customize your character as much as you want but also you can choose a prefab build and just be ready to go and have the time of your life uh and then and just be like that shepherd uh, i've heard a lot of things of the uh I, I haven't played uh the dragon ages but like i've heard that the dragon ages have really good systems um a, among more more contemporary games uh oh you know diablo diablo 4 i think kind of hit a nice balance of just you get to customize your character but you can't like you it, it, they, they 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 really limited what the parameters were so you can make a character that like looks how you want but it's not going to you're not going to get completely lost in the weeds there yeah. i thought that one was well done
2: i think i don't want, i like parameters so what mm-hmm. i'm about to say is going to sound counter to that okay but like in like cyberpunk penis 1 penis 2 boobs 1 boobs 2
3: penis 1 penis 2 vagina and off i think yeah. were your options in cyberpunk give me a slider <laughs> That's it. yeah okay so here's here's give the thing give me a slider here's the thing i think i think the the cuz general customization is a thing in in uh, cyberpunk and baldurs gate 3 in cyberpunk to me it feels like kind of like like edgelord kind of like, and I like that game a lot, but it's me like, too. it's kind of like, like look what we did. You can customize your hog. How about that? Give me a robot hog too. Who cares? Give him, give him a, give him a cyber wow, hog. What let, a, let, like why? Why not? Hog. Of
0: course.
2: Yes. Yeah. You, I can't you believe should... we talked about the game a year and a half ago and I just
3: got to cyber hog. Like, yeah, like, why not? <laughs> or like um, make it weird. Yeah, yes. I saw the ripper doc and he like split it in two. I don't know. Yeah. I've got a
0: forked one. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so (laughs) what i'm saying is like i think that i think it's cyberpunk it it almost feels like a joke and it's also like doesn't have much utility in the game itself in Baldur's gate 3 and i haven't gotten to anything you know super explicit in terms of the game but like it feels like it i i had the attitude of Uh, To your point earlier, Matt, like it feels inclusive in Baldur's Gate three. It's kind of like almost like and and I feel like when you're when you're choosing your genitals, like to me, it felt like more clinical, less like lascivious If that. I I don't know quite how they were able to balance that, but I think by drawing less attention to it, it just kind of feels like, okay, I can I can have the genitals of this character match their body type and and role play that, you know. And I think that's the difference because
2: and I'm just talking hogs Mm -hmm. for a second. I think cycling, cycling through, cycling through the different classes and, you know, I had to, I just had to see what the hogs looked like. I had to see, I had to see what everybody looked like.
3: I definitely had hide clothes on an, on a half orc just to see what he was working with.
2: (laughs) They all have different hogs. Like they all have class appropriate hogs. Yes. It's like, that feels like that's like, okay, like that, because everybody sort of has like a different one, you know, and there's like two body types like per class or whatever. Like, you know, you can be sort of like small or big, I, like body type. I didn't mm-hmm. I
0: didn't even see this So everybody option. has a
2: proportional hog. What's that? I didn't see that this was an option
0: when creating my character. We
3: I think it's under general. It. It's And it's kind of hidden because, like, you know, your character will have a default general option that you just choose not to choose just to go along with whatever Wait, they decide for that body type. I never saw the genitals
0: but... of my character. Well, yeah, you have to toggle the
2: clothes off.
3: Yeah.
0: I, no, I mean, like, I never even saw, like, what are you? Was there a toggle?
3: Yeah, 100%. I didn't no. See yeah, this it's fucking it's,
0: this whole, like, section of character
3: creation I didn't see in Baldur's Gate. It doesn't call a lot of attention to it. I yeah, think. We, I, I mean, think that's partly by design. I'll, Nick did and I, I were seek looking it out? For it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I wonder, but I'm also playing a beta. But you can choose to ignore I'm it. I'm playing an early access version because I'm playing on Mac. Oh, yeah. And. Right. Maybe I missed it. Maybe I didn't, but.
2: Yeah, maybe it's not there yet. Maybe it's.
3: That's the last thing they
2: added.
0: Yeah, they're like.
2: Yeah. Hey, we got, guys. That's what they're guys, working on. I've,
0: <laughs> I've spent the last six months. Uh, I created a genital system. <laughs> it's like, nobody yeah. wanted this. Just put it <laughs> in the game.
2: <laughs> Volva 2 is crashing M2 chips. We got to do something.
3: Uh, I had a, I, 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 there was a, I wanted to step back in time because I I, I feel like this is a thing that's kind of disappeared from character creation systems. And I think it's a good thing, which is dice rolls. And I love yeah. that. There's a lot of dice rolling, like in the game itself of Baldur's gate three. I love that in disco Elysium, but actually rolling dice in character creation systems, uh, I don't know if y'all have ever experienced that, but I remember doing that a lot with Gag and, you know, the the old school Baldur's Gate or other, RPG, or other RPGs based on the D&D licenses back in the day. Or the one I think I, sp- I sunk way too much time in was the Wizardry series, uh, like mm. Wizardry 7 Crusaders of the Dark Savant. And you could just keep re-rolling your character endlessly. And every time you re-rolled a character, you might get like shitty stats, but- the way the system was, you couldn't roll a new character until you created that character. So you had to go through the whole character creation process <laughs> and be like, well, shit, I'm going to make this whole like fucking, I'm going to make, make this bard now and then just delete it and then make a new character re-rolling it that way. Um, I, I, I don't know. Like, I think the randomness. It also disrupts the balance because then you can just roll like a, a super character and then all of a sudden the game's like easy for you. So I I like that that has been I'm sure there's some some purists that like uh, dice rolling as an element of it. But I like that it's been completely dispensed. And nowadays it's just usually have some prefab stats you can move around.
0: I I played this is this is a sort of side note, but on the same tip. Right. OK, so I played a tabletop. Uh, like, what we, what you were saying reminds me of like all the times I've played tabletop RPGs and you roll for your character and you're like, oh, fuck, yes. my guy's so dumb. Uh, I played <laughs> a, a tabletop RPG with uh, a... It was a... I think this system was called Scream, but I'm not sure. Or maybe it was called Darkness. Um, but it was a horror uh, tabletop game. And you had to create yourself in the game in in order to play because you were playing your your role playing yourself like what if this happened to you and the way you would do it in a group is that you would sit around the table and somebody would be like, who thinks they're the probably the fastest person here. And then that person would be like, I think it's probably me. And it'd be like, how fast are you on a scale of one to 10? And they'd be like, <laughs> I'm like an eight so or a funny. seven. And then everybody else would be ranked below that. So you, if that person had an initiative of seven, then the slowest person in the room would have an initiative of one. And you would do that for all of the stats in order to create your version of yourself in the game. But it was all comparative like it wasn't like yeah. it, you couldn't say i mean at some point you're probably the the best at blank in the room right sure uh but then you would be like the truth is though i'm not that smart i'm maybe i'm the smartest person in the room but i'm not that smart so I'm yes. like a five and then everybody would go, <laughs> oh, come on, because
4: it would have set most of
0: the people in the room at zero.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, I wish that there was a, I, I don't even know how you would do it, but like a, a, a synthesis engine that would allow you to literally, like you were saying earlier, not only create what you look like, but also your basis stats as a person. Yeah, Because it would be funny to see myself get just decimated by those first imps in Baldur's Gate. Because if I was in that room, I would die.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't handle like three imps. They're going to fucking tear me apart with their claws. Like I couldn't, I'm not even sure
0: that I could if I wanted to.
3: Not, I think I could take one. No,
0: I, I don't think I could take any of them.
3: If I had, like, boots on, I think I'd probably take one just because I'd have enough, like, you know, oh, yeah. kind you of got your shit distance. kickers on. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Boots.
3: Because <laughs> I'm, I'm bigger than them. So I think, like, if I reach yeah. out with my hands, they're going to rip my arms apart. But if I've got, like, boots, I could, like, kick them.
2: I think if I were to roll my actual stats, mm-hmm. they're all coming in at, like, if the if it's a scale of one to ten... I think I'm like maybe like five across the board, maybe four across the board, uh, like slightly below average, because I don't think I'm that smart, but I'm not an idiot either. You know what I mean? Like, I understand. Stuff. It's also yeah. funny
0: to think like Olympians are the ones who have tens in physicality. Right. Yeah. And like, I'm not even half an Olympian. Oh, so, yeah.
2: Like, no, I'm a one to like LeBron James <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like if you think about
0: like somebody who's maxed out their levels in like a real world yeah. scenario and how much how many of our skills are one? like I, if I go up against a physicist in and t- intelligence or wisdom, I'm a one.
2: It's going to be a one. It's all comparative, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that's that's that is interesting to like,
3: think about. We
0: are all level one.
3: characters. One hundred percent
2: is. <laughs> Cause like, I don't know, there's, we all in our day to day sort of make choices as our characters, yeah. right? Like right. In, re- in real life, yeah. like we all dress the same way. We all have an outfit. There's an element of character creation, obviously in real life. Do you mm. ever think like, cause sometimes I'll see clothes yeah. and be like, I could probably wear that, but then don't do it. Cause like, that's not what I normally wear. Do you right, know what I mean? Sure. Like, I'll see, like, a clothes that's like Doesn't a little Doesn't fit maybe, your loadout. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, like, that's like, if I
3: if I start dressing this way, I got to be like a completely different guy. Anytime I've done that, I get compliments, which also makes really? me feel bad. Cause I'm like, yeah. I would ne- like, I can't pull this sweatshirt off and then to wear it and be like, they're like, nice sweatshirt. And I was like, oh, why yeah. does that make you should feel I, should bad? Should I be this guy? I, I, I sort of know what Nick's talking about. Because yeah. I'm like, well, then my normal choices, my normal instincts are wrong. <laughs> I should be like, I should be like a different guy because people like that guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's... uh No, they like you t-
0: in clothes that are a little bit more chic.
3: Mm,
2: got it. I also just like, I hate the... I hate clothes. Like I hate shopping for clothes. I don't like it. And that's just like a different thing. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know anybody who's like, I love the way clothes fit on my body. Like, I don't think that anybody like that I know is like, this is good for me. I like to buy clothes because I always look good in clothes. Yeah. So it's a fucking. It's always a struggle. Mental nightmare every time that I go uh, buy clothes. But uh, that's why I kind of keep to the same stuff that I know I don't hate as much. Have you
0: guys ever gone to a department store and tried on something that is so far outside of your price range to see how it makes you look? No. I've. I've gone to like when I was say wedding shopping or yeah. when, like, when I'm for whatever reason, if I'm like at a fancy department store, I'll try on something that's like, I don't even know the names of the brands. Like, what is say, Saint- say Laurent, right? Is that how you said that? Say that. I don't know.
3: I don't know if I know. But like,
0: if you put on clothes that are, for rich people, they mm-hmm. make you look so good. <laughs> like
4: yeah. so infuriating. So you feel bad that you're not like rich. It,
0: it's, it's also like, oh, rich people don't look good. They're just wearing really expensive clothes that are just yeah. well made and cut, and that's why they right. look good. And 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 it's they're just they look just like me. Otherwise,
2: that's yeah. why it's funny when like these like fucking rich dorks look like shit yeah. all the time so I'm like you could look good you can look good, yeah. you can look good. Yeah. i tried on what are you doing i was uh
0: i was going there's one department store in amsterdam called De and Corf, and i went to the the store because i needed a shirt to wear in order to perform in a show right and i didn't bring i brought like t-shirts with me so i had to get like a mm-hmm. nice button up but I went to one of their floors and they had like all the f- like high end designer stuff. And I tried on a jacket that was like three thousand five hundred dollars, like a like a jacket. Oh,
4: and my God. I looked
0: so fucking good.
2: <laughs> yeah, I bet.
0: That rock. Yeah. And still it's still at the store, but it was it was pretty fun.
3: We should do what you were talking about earlier, of like just like making us. We should we should do an episode wherever we're back in the same room. We should get like a a Gerp's rule book or something like that, and just roll like oh, okay. our yeah, characters. Let's do
0: that. Okay, I mean, I
3: don't know. See what happens. That sounds,
0: that sounds like we can a get way like a to would hurt it hurt ourselves.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can get like a DM to uh, help us. somehow. Oh, that's a
3: fun idea. Yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, uh, really, what you should yeah.
0: what we would if you were to do this. Like if you were to create a game show where this was a concept or like a core element of it, then part of that character creation would be your best friend would be there because they'd be like, no, 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 no. Nick is so good at cooking. He's so good at cooking. Like, you know, or or whatever.
3: Oh, yeah. Right. Just to gas you up. And
0: then you'd also I think the producers would have to also find somebody who hates you.
3: Yes. Right. So that you could get like a
0: proper spectrum of your skills and attributes. Right. I don't know what that what the game show is, but that feels like a reality show segment in a character creation game show.
2: That's ours. If if uh, if if that gets made, you have to pay us uh, a fee because maybe we we came up with
0: maybe the game could be. Oh, here's what here's what it is. Here's the game show. You know somebody who's great, and the game show is trying to find the world's best person okay
2: this has made me so nervous already
0: <laughs> <laughs> so like you you're like oh fuck i know somebody who's really good at a lot of stuff and you, yeah. you bring them onto the game show and you tell their story and then they have like athletic measurements and like intelligence tests and ev- like you, like a ch- like a s- section where they're like doing musical talent or whatever and it's like they eventually get a score and then they're ranked on a board of all the people who've ever been on the game show. And mm-hmm. if you're ranked number one, you get, you and your best friend get $50 million
3: each. Wow. So this is like a top human. Yeah. It's basically what we're trying to quantify. World's I mean,
0: World's top human.
3: <laughs> I think that's great. You got to do a full world search though. You got to make it international. because you
0: Because there are people out there who are like, All of it. Athletic, musically talented, charming. They're like all the stuff. Generous. We're looking for overall. Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. Not just accomplishments, but also personal. Yeah. Like
0: sweet, kind. Like Mm -hmm. you have like, oh, here's a news article from when they were a kid and they and they had a bake sale for a kid down the street who was sick. Like you just like find the world's best human.
3: This person is perfect in every way except weird mold <laughs> under their shoulder blade. And you know what? Bumps them down just enough.
2: Uh, but here's what you do. Actually, here's – so it's not it – you doesn't start – you you do one of these shows in every country. That way you get the winner of each country and then for the sure. world one, you get them all competing together. That's how you do it.
3: That's great because that also gets jingoistic. Yes. Um, which <laughs> always helps. It's
0: also interesting because you would learn about natural uh, – the the sort of natural handicaps of the lottery of birth. Like mm, sure. I'm pretty sure that like the kindest person in Norway may be kinder than anybody ever raised in America just because of the like philosophical differences of like being indoctrinated as like a socialist versus being indoctrinated mm-hmm. in a world where it's like look, kid, you gotta you've got you've only got yourself. And everybody is yeah. out to get you. And if you aren't pushing twenty four seven, you will get run over by this country. <laughs> also, I don't know anything really about Norway, so it's just out of my yeah. hat.
3: Well, also part of the competition would be like just a fist fight. <laughs> which I think America <laughs> would do pretty well in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if it comes to
2: throwing Fuck hands, you. we got it. Yeah. Uh
3: all right. We should we should we should answer some questions because we've gone way too long. Yeah. Um uh, it's yeah, go on. No, I was gonna say you can do it. I'm just going to say,
2: it's... It's time, time for the question
4: go. block. <laughs> okay.
3: Thank you, Resident Evil Merchant.
2: These are all from our Discord, discord.gg slash getplayed. This one's from Waffles. Hi Waffles. Hi, Waffles. Hi, Waffles. Hi, Waffles. Last month, an ongoing manga had a plot beat that caused several of us in, in the manga channel to take a break from it after 123 chapters of reading. Has there ever been a creative work, manga, TV, books, etc. That you were really into and suddenly dropped when it went somewhere you didn't like slash couldn't stomach.
0: I have a a a straight up answer about this. Mm. Wow, which is that I loved Walking Dead.
2: This was my
3: answer. Wow,
0: and I felt like I thought I I, I thought I was tough as a person, and then. After a certain episode of the show, I was like, I'm guess I'm not t- I never so like when I watch a horror movie, I'm just like, oh, look at those guys doing that stuff. Or like when I play yeah. a horror game, I'm like, haha, look at that! look at this scary stuff that's happening. When I read a book, I'm like, I, I can get emotional reading a book. Like I've fucking sobbed during a little life, but like generally speaking, I feel like a detachment when I'm consuming fiction. Mm-hmm. And this one episode of Walking Dead, like, fucking made me feel sick. And I was just like, I wonder oh. if you
2: made it further than me, because I think there was like a story beat that wasn't necessarily like I couldn't handle it. I was just sort of like, I don't like this anymore. I'm done. And then I I, I stopped watching hmm. it.
0: Mine was. And, and I don't want to spoil a show that's been running yeah. for forever that honestly, I still have nothing but respect for like, like full respect. Like, I would love to get back in. Yeah, it. like I've, I have nothing bad to say about the show other than there was a, a threshold that the show crossed that I could not join it. And, and yeah, I miss, I miss it.
3: Yeah. I've never, wa- I've never watched. I mean, I've seen the pilot. It's a good pilot, but I never, I just like, I can't pilot it to this. It's going to be too long. Uh, the, my, my answer on the TV side is game of Thrones. I think this is probably a lot of people, but like, I really wasn't, it was in on that show in the early going and, the 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 final two seasons or final season that was split into two, whatever the fuck it was. I was like, this is so off the rails. They have so gotten away from what's cool about the show. Clearly they are lost without the books as source material. And they've also just sort of violated the rule their own like They've established. They spent so much time establishing like how long it takes to traverse the King's Road, and now we're just at a point where uh, any character can be anywhere at any point. We just like we'll just assume that like basically air travel exists, uh, and that completely kind of ruined the suspension of disbelief and also just like characters were behaving contrary to how they'd been established. I'm trying to think of so Game of Thrones is my my big recent answer. I'm trying to think of a video game where that's happened. I mean, there's certainly been like. Hey this latest mm. entry is not as good. Um.
4: Mm.
3: I'm trying to think of one that's not Final Fantasy 16. Uh but I get You know what Banjo-Tooie kind of lost me. Mm. Banjo Kazooie, I really liked. Banjo Tooie yeah. was just sort of like, there's this game is so overstuffed. This is the most bloated collectathon. This is the point, this and Donkey Kong 64 were both the points where I kind of tapped out of that N64 platformer format of just like, I just don't want to get all this shit. I am not going to 100% this game. In fact, you know, I think Banjo Tooie, I didn't even finish. Donkey Kong 64, I finished, but I was just like, this is fucking too much. Hmm.
2: I feel like when it comes to like, not with games, because I'm obviously uh-huh. always putting games down and, like, starting different games and, like, not sure. finishing them. But, like, with books and TV and movies, I am kind of a completionist. Like, I watched all of Dexter, like, to the end. Wow. And, uh, like, even though for, like, maybe four, like, th- like uh, how many seasons were there ultimately? Like, seven in the original run, and then there was an extra season uh, last year. For, like, three of the original uh seasons i was like this is a bad show <laughs> <laughs>
4: like but i 96 like, stuck...
2: episodes have been made yeah extra. and I, I i watched all of it like i don't wow. know like wow. and i'll the i i dropped off of like my girlfriend's better about like stopping if she's like we watched it, the first season of westworld and I, lo- I loved it i thought the first season of westworld was so
3: great uh oh was, i had the same i popped off of westworld too same thing
2: we were i was about to start season two episode one and my girlfriend is just like i can already tell it's gonna get too it's getting too complicated (laughs) there's just too much going on i'm i can't watch this anymore and i was like okay and i just never went back to it but like as well as a one season show westworld's great and i think it works as a yeah one season thing you can sort of like see it you know, going, you you can imply, you can infer what's going to happen later on and, and not be disappointed by, you know, ultimately what, what what goes on. And now you can't watch it if you want to, you can, it's not available to screen. (laughs) Uh, uh, So I, I I miss, I missed the boat completely, but yeah, with games, I fall off all the time.
0: I, I just want to say one more time in case my answer was construed in a negative way. I, I didn't, I did, I respected the choice that the show made, like but i yeah. but i couldn't handle it which is not like I think that's fine. it's not like when in x-files when Mulder and scully fucked and i was like oh, well, this, this sucks like th- that was a choice where i'm like oh, i don't i'm not in it that's not what i want, want to see from this show right yeah. like there are there are Character thresholds, but this was like a, a plot threshold that I was like, "Oh man, this is woof! This is too much for me." Even though I completely buy that this is a thing that would happen. Um,
2: I'm gonna have to find out what the moment was yeah. after. Yep. Um, this next one is from uh, DVA with a handgun. It's been almost four years since Death Stranding
3: came out. How do you feel? It still impacts the way you view games, the world, media, etc. This is a great question. First off, 4 years, Jesus Christ. I yeah. mean, like for me, I just I am so dialed into traversal now. Mm-hmm. And I should shout out my 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 buddy who uh I play is a what what a game developer I used to share an office with when I was in the industry and he recently got into Death Stranding and it took him a while, but like, he like he's like holy shit, I'm all in now. He's completely into the uh, you know, just that gameplay loop and can really appreciate how it's constructed. So for me, it's like for me, it's just like it is like how, how fun is it to traverse this world? How fun is it to just mm-hmm. walk around? I think that's a big part of what I appreciated about uh Tears of the Kingdom, even though I, I bumped off of it for a bit, uh, because it's just overwhelming, is just like great running around, great walking around, great getting on mounts, great, you know, building stuff that lets you get places. It's just more than the combat, this game is about movement. And I really did appreciate that. That's an interesting
2: thing because, like, comparing the last big game that I played, which was Final Fantasy sixteen, if you're comparing the traversal in that game versus <laughs> Death Stranding, it clearly sucks. Like, it's like,
3: that's like a bad part of the game, right? Also not, yeah, not, also a much more linear game. Yeah. Like, it's just, you're yeah, just kind of running down tunnels for a lot of it. Uh, yeah. It's, um... Yeah, I uh, I I guess yeah, you know, i like I, I don't want to just mention big games, but I, I think like playing Elden Ring, I was like, you know what? Like this this environmental design, this open world is really well constructed mm-hmm. in terms of how you can navigate it, the points where it feels like you can find a shortcut or a dead end, all that sort of shit is very death stranding in terms of okay, I'm kinda of cul de sac here. Oh, I can't get directly from here to here. I gotta figure out how to go around. Uh, and um yeah, I guess I guess just navigating open spaces is a thing I'm more conscious of now. Post Death Stranding,
0: I I would say that I still think about Death Stranding enough that when the um, Gresham Blake Death Stranding collaboration came out, I considered selling something from my collection of stuff so that I could get a three hundred dollar tracksuit
4: because <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was like. Man, right. it would be pretty hype to have that fucking tracksuit. I don't know where I would wear it. I don't know why I would wear it. But I could sell like... I could probably sell a couple of like Pokemon games and just get this tracksuit for free. So I still... Stranding, I'll buy them.
2: Huh? I'll buy them. <laughs> <laughs> sell them to me. I'll buy them.
0: Stranding still still is in my head a lot. Um, I also think about how, how well it handled a batshit story.
3: Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Great point. Like
0: when I think about, you know, comparing it to the most recent game I finished, Final Fantasy 16, like Final Fantasy 16 is not really wild comparatively. Um, like one of my complaints about the game when we covered it Final Fantasy 16 was that it wasn't weird enough, right? Like I think about how Final Fantasy 7 has a giant talking red cat in the party. Um. Mm-hmm. But like Stranding is exclusively weird stuff. It is only the talking cat in the party. And it mm-hmm. and I don't feel like I was ever alienated by the way that story was told. I was like What is happening? Okay. Like that first time that Sam looks up and sees the the giant ghastly towering thing. I still think about texting you guys when I saw that thing. Holy shit, this game is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good game, man. Fucking... I, I, I also have been following Kojima on Twitter and now X following Kojima on X boy, God damn it. Um, and there's, there have been stories about how he had to rewrite sections of death stranding two because of the pandemic.
4: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: and I think about that a lot too. Like, Mm -hmm. I just, I'm like, what, what
2: What does that does that mean? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, this next one's from music man Hills. Hey, music man. Uh, And they write, I'm in the biggest video game rut I've ever experienced. Wow. I get home from a hard day of work and play the exact same meaningless sports game over and over again on my PS5 with no interest in seemingly every new game being an open world RPG. What would you recommend playing that is both relaxing and rewarding while still feeling meaningful? And have you ever been in a video game rut where nothing seemed to interest you?
3: Yes, one hundred percent. And honestly, if it wasn't for this podcast, I mm-hmm. probably would have had over the past few years because I've always had kind of fallow periods. I probably would have had some some longer stretches where I just wasn't playing games and was was doing my. I mean, that, that's that's a. I'll let everyone answer that while we think of recommendations because not knowing your taste beyond that, you regularly play a sports game. Um, it's it's maybe a little tough to give you any specific guidance.
2: Yeah. I'd say sometime in like the PS3 and even PS4 era, mm-hmm. I had a pretty big rut. Like I feel like I've been doing the most gaming I've ever done in this console generation. Uh like just playing playing games nonstop. Um, but I don't know, I I I feel like anybody could play vampire survivor.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's a great
2: rut. Yep. And, and get and get something out of it i know heather didn't like it that much but, but like even then I think i'd be, it's I, like a, I totally see your point yeah. and i think it's a great point yeah like because it's like it's just an easy like pick it up and feel like you did something kind of game uh maybe hades is a little more challenging but like that to me is like a, a pretty rewarding game for what for what you can do in it and feels like a good use of time um but those would be those would be my two biggest recommendations
3: vampire survivors is a great call i i i'm looking at game pass right now and it did, did you mention playstation so I, I i'm i don't know if you have an xbox but or a game pc but um sometimes when stuff turns up on xbox or on on game pass it means it's also on deep sale on other platforms so mm-hmm. uh, a short hike is one like that's like a super relaxing game that's also short and so you could be like all right i'm gonna play this game it's it's Two to three hours of playtime, or however long it is, and I I can just I'll play this. I'll commit to this. I can get through this, and maybe that'll kind of shake me out of uh, my red. Another game that I really like is Celeste. That game's a little bit more challenging. I mean, it, it, that game I'd say is is a challenging platformer, but it's aesthetically really uh, uh, calming and cool, and has a great story, has a great great look to it. So. That could be a that could be something to try. Or maybe fucking try Death Stranding. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I I would even say go back to a classic. It doesn't have to be a new game. Mm. Like something you've even played before. I feel like I've I've done that where like, you know, in the last couple of years I played through some of the Kingdom Hearts games again. And maybe I was in a rut then and I needed to get pulled out of it by, you know, experiencing Kingdom Hearts again. And I and I'm I'm glad I did that.
0: Maybe I'll also throw Fortnite into this list. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if you're a competitive gamer, but um, the people who've listened to me, uh, you know, preach about to extol the virtues of Fortnite and have joined us on the Battle Bus on Discord have all been like, "I never expected to have this much fun in a game." And if 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 it is the kind of game that you would find fun. There's so many ways to have fun in the game. So I'd I'd put my token in for Fortnite.
3: Maybe you could take a step back. There's a a, a good answer and and take a step back also and, and be like, what am I? What do I why do I play this sports game And why do I feel bad or unsatisfied Mm. when I'm playing it? Because if there's an element of I feel guilty because I should be experiencing other big games, but I actually enjoy this game, Mm. I think that's maybe more of a thing of like, well, you know what? If you're having fun doing this, you don't have you don't need to, to get to feel like you're you're using your hobby time productively like that's an illusion, you know. There, there is no that there isn't anything particularly productive about uh, getting all the achievements of the big new release. So, if you're enjoying yourself now, maybe that's more just like a thing you need to, a thing to work on and and figure out. Uh, but, but that said, if you're not enjoying yourself, if you feel like you're just habituated to unwinding in this particular method, and you want to try something else, yeah, just uh, just shake it up.
2: This last one is from Ryan T. Hi, Ryan. Ryan T. Ryan. Hi,
3: Ryan. T. Ryan. Ryan T.
2: How do you manage your feelings about a game that is announced but never updating? The du jour example right now feels like Hollow Knight, Silk Song. Is it disappointing each time a direct or Game Con comes through with no news,
3: or have you gotten more zen over time? I no longer give a shit
4: because I'm just like, it's gonna come out
3: when it comes out. I've got so much to play yeah. that I'm like, what's the rush? When that what what was the game? There was a game they delayed what was it Elden Ring I can't remember what it was but there was a game they delayed substantially and then it finally came out and it went and it delivered but i think like everyone was just sort of like yeah fucking whatever i got other shit to play cyberpunk you know? was delayed and
2: uh yep. that one was delayed a <laughs> could have
3: used another delay again we like that game
2: yeah uh no yeah i think that's a that's good i i um i would actually like them to um stop uh, just stop making games for a year. We don't yeah. need. I don't, I don't think we need full any updates. Shutdown. Full shutdown. Let me just catch up. Let me have some time. You know, get back to just get back to basics. What like what do we what what do we like? What are we doing? What's going on? Uh, you know, uh, touch grass a little. See what see what see what's out there, and then come back to some games later. Uh, like okay, like yeah, like uh, there's I didn't play. You know, I didn't ever go back to the uh, Ghost of Tsushima uh, uh, mm. DLC. Let's go see what's what's going on there, sure, uh, uh, and, and that kind of stuff. I don't know if I need uh, new games to be happening all the time anymore. I'm excited for new games, but I don't. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not following like a particular game's release because you only open your you only open your heart for disappointment in in that regard. Because yes. yeah. Am I excited to eventually play the Prince of Persia Sands of Time uh, remake, remaster, whatever they're calling it? Yeah. Do I ever think it's coming out? No, <laughs> there's there's no way it's coming out. Yes. I, They'll never make that. I felt
0: that way. I I know you guys know that I would text you about Pokemon Sleep for like yeah. a couple of years. I texted right. about Pokemon Sleep and how excited I was. And it fell off the radar and never it seemingly was never going to come back. And then it did. And I was so bummed out by the execution that I that I I wish I had never given any of my hype to Pokemon Sleep. Um, there was another Nintendo game that came that was announced and then disappeared and it had a finger sensor on it. And it was going Mm. to be for the Wii where you could, it was like going to test your blood pressure or something while you played the game. And it was announced and I was like, oh, shit, I love metrics. I love peripherals. This is going to be for me. And then it never, ever, ever came back. And I was like, oh, well, but, but I wanted to see what they were going to do with that thing. Yeah. so
2: yeah my they knew people were going to put it somewhere else
0: my advice is to never get excited about anything
3: (laughs) yes wait for it to come out and also i think the other thing is that the 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 opposite of the hype cycle is the game that comes out of nowhere and was on no one's radar Mm -hmm. and you're like oh shit this is great i like that more that's yeah, i love that just so just wait for that uh and that's it for the question block this week everybody Uh, thanks for thanks for writing in Wow, that's this week's get played. Our engineering is by Alex Gonzalez, Dead Air Alex G on Twitter and Instagram. And also check out our paywall show, Get Animated, Heather. We're making our way through the melancholy of Harui Suzumiya. I
0: think the episodes that are about to air, we're we're watching six, seven, and eight of of the endless eight arc. Uh, and the boys have had a good time. It's been a fun adventure. Come and join us on. <laughs> on on uh patreon.com slash get played where we talk about anime on get animated
2: i have a small plug Uh, oh it's actually not a small plug it's like a big it's good like a it's a nice thing um i worked on i produced this show with our pal jacob Waisaki, uh called expo expose and it's a podcast where we went to four different expos in southern california and it's a limited run podcast um We we interviewed people there and it's, it's a, it's a comedy podcast, but it's like, it's, it's more sincere than anything that I've ever made and uh, that I think we've ever made. And, um, it's on the Earwolf presents feed. So you just search that you can find expo expose there and it's going to, it's the first one dropped, uh, Friday, uh, August 11th uh, as of this recording so go back and you, you can hear it uh, and they'll be coming out for the next couple of weeks and I worked really hard on it and Jacob's great on it and I think you should check it out because I think it's a lot of fun
3: uh yeah it, it's uh definitely check that out it's it's a really it's a really cool thing uh y'all have done i was trying to find it in a podcast app i think if you just search for earwolf in whatever your yeah uh app of choice is it will come up with a few but there's there's a feed just called earwolf presents exactly and there's a bunch of different stuff in there um but uh but yeah that's where your show will live over the next four weeks exactly go check, check that it out.
2: out we went to a um, We went to a reptile expo, an anime expo, a boat expo, and a tattoo one. And it was, they were all, they were all strange. <laughs> it, was, it was a really, it was a great time.
3: Uh, congrats, Matt. Thank you, know, you. I
2: hope people check that out. Yeah, me too. Thanks.
3: And I hope people listening to this are aware that they got played. <laughs> oh, shit. Heck yeah.
4: Surprise.